Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE Money in the Bank 2020, which was broadcast on May 10th, 2020. Uh, so uh, I really, really liked this whole show. Um, there were some parts that you could argue dragged a little bit, but there were only like eight matches total. And two of those matches happened at the same time. So it really flew by. And overall, um, the whole show, including the kickoff, was less than four hours. It's like th- three, and, three and a half hours total. Um, and it was so fun, especially the last maybe hour, which was the, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how long the, um, money in the bank matches were. Let's see. Money in the bank 2020. Let me me pull up the, uh, Wikipedia page here. Um, usually do a good job of the, oh, it's only 27 minutes for the last one. I feel like maybe, maybe the. Um, those last two matches could have been a little bit longer. Um, and the, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt's, uh, well, not so much that one. That one was actually pretty good length, but Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins could have looked, could have been a few minutes shorter and it was still would have been, uh, uh, pretty good. Um, but yeah, 27 minutes, uh, uh, elapsed, uh, before, the men's uh, match ended, um, but five minutes earlier than that, um, the women's match ended. Um, so it was it was really cool. I I I, I took a few notes about that uh, that match, but I'll get to it because it's at the end of the show. Um, the kickoff um, we had uh, Pete Rosenberg and uh, the guy who hosts. Uh, was it WWE this week in WWE or whatever that show is? Sometimes he hosts um, main events, um, especially like during the the holiday times, um, if I remember correctly. Uh, but I don't remember his name. I didn't write down his name. But it was pretty fun. They were doing the countdown for the top ten Money in the Bank moments, and just like Pete, I was I was getting really excited for them to. Um, Oh, Scott Stanford. That's his name. It's on the Wikipedia page here. Um, they also had some parts with uh, Renee Young, Booker T, and John uh, or JBL on um, on video conference. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I thought uh, Alexa Bliss cashing in the night that she won the championship. I mean, that's gotta be in, in my personal opinion i haven't seen all of the cash-ins i haven't seen all of the money in the bank matches but i felt like her winning it and then cashing in it was pretty perfect as far as the same night cash-in goes and i really i i thought it was great i don't know how it wasn't in the top 10 but uh the number one of course was seth rollins cashing in uh to to win the championship from uh brock lesnar in san francisco or san technically where technically where was that is that technically in san jose um but anyway the the kickoff match the match that was on the kickoff show cesaro versus jeff hardy and jeff hardy and sheamus have been have been trading words late the last like month 
And so I was super excited. I thought this this is perfect. The bar is going to get back together. Like during this match or after this match, Sheamus is going to get be involved somehow. But that did not happen. But uh, perhaps the seeds were planted. They did mention uh, Cesaro and Sheamus's friendship, and they seem to be uh, on the same side of the coin, both being villains right now. But we'll see what happens. Um, Jeff Hardy won that match via sw- sw- Swanton Bomb. Um, and this match is because it was on the kickoff. It is on YouTube um, to watch for free. Um, so go check that out if you are interested. Um, so that brings us to the the show itself. We had uh, the opening match, the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match which requires tags, but also there's no disqualifications. So why do you need... If it's no DQs, they, they mentioned it a few times, especially when Jackson Riker was getting involved. If there's no disqualifications, then you shouldn't have the tags either. It should be a tornado tag team match. Uh, I don't know. I just don't... I don't like the tags. Two, only two legal team members or two, two people in the match who are legal in a four-way batch i don't i don't enjoy it, it's it make it make it four-way or if you can if you have tags have one member from every team in there at all times and they can t- only tag out to their partner tagging out tagging in to a different team is like so goofy i think i didn't really notice if that aspect of it played into it i just noticed that there was a lot of fighting go on between the people who are not the legal members of the team. Same thing I was talking about with the SmackDown episode, the, the eight man tag team match, lots of fighting. This may as well, well may as well have been a, the eight man tag team match again, uh, because of all the, all the action that was taking place really was between the people who weren't the legal competitors. But anyway, I was not expecting the, uh, the new day to win. I thought the forgotten sons were going to win by pinning, um, uh miss either miz or morrison most likely miz but none of that was most likely because uh big e pinned uh grand metallic so my predictions were completely wrong and the new day continues to be the champions in fact skipping ahead spoilers for everything no championships changed hands on this show yes there were only four championship matches but but still still could have had one championship change most and it seemed like it was most likely would have been the smackdown tag team championship but um we'll we'll see what what happens next as i say about everything uh the only non uh non-title match um other than the ladder matches on the main card was up next we had mvp versus r-truth uh r-truth tried to give him some lessons on ballin saying have you ever scored six points and then you know shooting some it was uh, it, it it was it was goofy um but it was pretty fun and lashley appears to take mvp's match into place and he's like i'm taking the night off he can take care of this and then archer's like well i'm gonna take the night off too and tries to leave but um lashley uh the, the match happens and lashley destroys him um also i forget when this happened i think it was earlier on um it may have happened after this i think it makes sense if it was earlier on but uh our truth is um 
he wants to go he he misses no it did happen afterwards he was lamenting his uh his his long lost friend the 24 7 title and he said that he's gonna he's going after tom brady to get it back of course tom brady doesn't have that championship uh rob gronkowski does um so we might see r-truth try to attack uh tom brady (laughs) sometime in the next couple of weeks he's like what what are you doing like aren't you the 24 7 championship 24 7 11 7 11 European champion. Uh, then we had Bailey versus. <laughs> yeah, that match happened. Um, Bailey versus Tamina. Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, before they go out there, uh, whoever is doing the interview, I, I I can't remember if it was, if it was, I think it was Charlie. No, it wasn't Charlie. It was the um, uh, uh, um, what's her name? What's her name? Kayla. Uh from the pump. Um she uh tried to ask Sasha a question. Bailey uh, says like what what are you what are you, I know what you're trying to do. Don't even start. And then they just make their entrance. Um this match was really fun. Um I was a little bit disappointed that Tamita didn't win because that would have been made it even more fun for me personally. Uh but Bailey did win after a roll up because uh, Sasha uh, is getting um, was inter- uh, interrupted uh, Tamina's sequence. She was about to win. She had a great uh, super. I think it was a super kick into a, a, a Samoan drop, or it might have been a super kick was involved. She was definitely going to win, but then Sasha was was being annoying and drew her attention. Um, and Bailey got a roll up. Um, afterwards, Sasha and Bailey attack her, and um, she was pretty mad that uh, she caused Sasha to break her heel. So that was the main main reason to that that Sasha did not turn on Bailey yet was that she's too mad about her about her shoe being broken. <laughs> I guess I don't know, but anyway, there's a moment when uh, Bailey. After taking a, a couple little sips of water, threw a bunch, threw just splash water at Tamina's face. It was pretty rude. But uh, Bailey is still a champion. And unfortunately, there wasn't very many good photo- photos of Tamina from this match. Uh, on the uh, not official photos. Um, as a, a, lot of, a lot of times they have really great photos for the matches that they post online um on the website it's kind of hard to get to them after like more stuff has happened uh because they get buried pretty quickly with other matches match because they have a match result page and then they have a photo page for every match and then at the end of the show they have a recap of everything page and then all that happens again for for raw the next night nxt nxt uk so all the stuff gets really buried and you can't there isn't like a nice as far as I can tell, there isn't like a nice interface that you can just find everything really easily. So anyway, but when I, when I'm able to remember, especially for pay-per-views, um, I've been going, starting with, uh, last month, I've been going and finding my favorite pictures and just saving those. Um, cause that's, a uh, they're, they're really high quality. They're better than screen caps and stuff. So if I want to, uh, post about, uh, in chats, uh, uh, post about specific things or just share those photos 
that's a it's a great way to do it but anyway my point is there were not very many there most of the shots tamina her face her face is uh away from the camera or she just wasn't in the photos um and then the couple of them where her face is in there she's like on the ground or having water splasher that was the best photo of her in there it's the funniest one for sure um but all the really good photos were of sasha sasha and bailey from that match um and this is only one of two women's matches but the other one was the ladder match so it, that's it, that was fine um no women's tag team title match i think that was okay um as long as we get to see them fight uh defend those championships sometime in the next couple of weeks on smackdown um hopefully that's the case um the next pay-per-view would be extreme rules in june no would it be extreme rules it or would it be the other one i can't remember they had started to to sell tickets for it already um money in the bank would have been in uh oh where what where was money in the bank going to be i don't even rem- i don't even remember now maybe it says on the page let's see um do 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 it was going to be in baltimore that's right that's right uh, Baltimore is kind of a kind of a pain to go to from here, but <clears throat> anyway, I really enjoy it at home. And if it was the same length, it was still a, in a little live show. Well, it would have been very different. It wouldn't. We wouldn't have had the the corporate headquarters match. Um. So I think I don't know. Alternate universe speculation. Um. Up next, we had Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. Uh, I really enjoyed that the puppets appeared to to cheer on Bray, especially, uh, well, at first it was just Huskus, but then all of them came out when it seemed like they were successful in bringing Braun back home as the black sheep. But Braun was just fooling them. He was pulling the wool over their eyes by pulling the wool over his eyes for a moment. And uh, he ended up defeating uh, Bray Wyatt via power slam. Because Bray was just devastated that he had been tricked, that Braun wasn't really back with them. So now the Fiend is mad for sure, and Braun's going to be really screwed fairly soon when the Fiend gets his hands on him. So that'd be pretty cool, I think. Um, We had a a short uh, video of the hacker who said that uh, everybody wants to know who they are and they say that the hacker is everywhere so it could be a bunch of people it could be like it could be like anonymous that it is it is like you have one person who's like the face non-face of this movement but it's actually a whole bunch of them all the people who are not haven't been on tv in a while it could be like all the all the people that people are speculating that it could be could be all of them and it could be more than that it could be everybody who's jealous of people having friends that's why they want to break up all of the friendships apparently <laughs> i don't know um then we had drew mcintyre versus seth rollins uh seth has some new music this is for the wwe championship um i thought it sounded uh like a remix 
somewhat. I mean, I get why it does because Bailey's music sounds like, like kind of like a, a like it has a qu- the choir and stuff and that sort of thing, the choir sort of sound. Um, but uh, <laughs> my initial thought was like, oh, Seth has Seth has a remix of Bailey's music for his new entrance music, but Burn It Down is no more, at least not for now. Um. Byron, this is the first time I heard this uh, this catchphrase, talk less and claymore. I really like that. Um, I'm sure that Drew McIntyre said that phrase first at some point somewhere, and I just didn't catch it till now. But that's that's going to be a T-shirt for sure. Speaking of T-shirts, I got one of my test shirts. I, I did a, a Demon Jackal design on... Um, based on the the Delos logo that appears in the um, 1980 TV series Beyond Westworlds. Um, so if you, uh, those of you who listen to the podcast for a long time, probably know that I friggin' love Westworld, especially with after season three just aired. Um, and while I was waiting for the finale, I, I, I bought um, on iTunes Beyond Westworld. And, um, I only watched the first episode, um, but as I was so far, but as I was watching it, I, I saw, whenever I saw that logo, I was like, oh, that's such a great, great logo. It's such as it's so retro and all that. So, um, I recreated the logo at first. I recreated the Delos logo. Um, but, uh, and then I, I changed it up. Uh, use that to work from to make a demon and jackal logo so that is not available on the website yet but i did some test prints order some test prints from different sites with the purpose of deciding which print on demand service that i would go with um for uh for selling the shirts you can buy it it is on um uh my spreadshirt shop. So I think it's demonjackal.spreadshirt.com or something like that. And then I also have it on Streamlabs, but I don't know the address for that. But if you search for it, if you search Demon Jackal Beyond, you might be able to find it just on just on your Google search engine interface. But anyway, talk talk less and claymore. That's gonna be a shirt for sure. A shirt for shirt. Um yeah, I enjoyed this match. Like I said, I, it was maybe a little bit long. Um, this is the only match that I really felt that during. It was almost 20 minutes long. Uh, but there is a great sequence uh, where Seth hit the superplex off of the top and then went to the Falcon Arrow. I don't think we've seen that combination. I, I feel like we haven't seen that combination in a while. Um, but uh, uh, Drew kick, kicked out of that. He also kicked out earlier uh he kicked out at one which was shocking to seth and everybody watching around the world i guess maybe um but eventually uh drew mcintyre hit the glasgow he also kicked out of a of a curb stomp but um eventually uh drew hit the glasgow kiss uh the oh and then but then he was hit how did that go he hit a Glasgow kiss. Seth hit a super kick. And as Seth went for the, uh, I think he was going for the rising knee strike, uh, running off the ropes there. But uh, um, 
Oh, he might. I don't even remember exactly what happened. Somebody, maybe they both went off of the ropes, but um, Drew McIntyre went right into a Claymore after he went off the ropes and uh, got the win. And he offered a handshake. He said, thank you. I needed that. And Seth is like kind of confused and kind of mad, but he eventually did shake his hands. So we'll see how, uh, how things shake out, how, how things handshake out uh, tonight on, on Raw um, from the aftermath of that. Oh, here, I did write down this. Uh, it was after this match. R-Truth was interviewed um, and said that he was going to go after Tom Brady. Uh, now we head to the WWE corporate headquarters. All the all these matches so far were at the Performance Center in Orlando. Um, corporate headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. Um, they, they tried a lot like with the animations of the building and then also the transitions of the exterior shots, they, they, they faded between the same couple of shots a couple of times to make it look like the building was like really, really tall. The, the building is maybe like six stories. That's, that's still tall enough to die if you fell off the top of it. But still it, it was, it's not a huge skyscraper is my point. Uh, but anyway, uh, both the women's and the men's matches happen at the same time. They started in different locations. One started in the in like the fitness room, and then one started in the lobby. The women started in the lobby. Asuka got things started by climbing up onto the second floor right away and then jumping onto everybody. I thought, well, if you're already on the second floor, just keep going. And they're behind you. They can't catch up. But she went for the elevator. Nobody else was able to get to the elevator in time. Uh, it's, it must have been the slowest elevator in the world because, like, five minutes later, she got off on the second floor <laughs> while everybody was brawling through there. And then, uh, yeah, so the, the elevator usage wasn't the most realistic timing-wise, but it did add some fun. And it allowed, um, because only a couple people used it anyway, and... Uh, yeah, and the moments that inter- that like interacted with the elevator were really fun. There were a few a few cameos that happened throughout the match um, as uh, people passed different parts of the building. Uh, we had Bruce Pritchard in the bathroom and he, he washed his hands as uh, brother love. Uh, we also had Doink the Clown who was hiding behind a chair for some reason. That that one se- that one made the the least sense. I thought. At least there was a reason for somebody be, to be using the bathroom and then washing their hands. Um, also, Stephanie McMahon appeared via a video shot on a phone, I'm pretty sure. But um, she was reacting to Dana Brooke grabbing a Money in the Bank briefcase that was in a conference room. I enjoyed that other than the obvious difference in video quality um i think if that if they had found a better camera to do that with that that it would have made that moment a lot a lot better for me anyway i would have been thinking about that i would have been just like oh this is a great joke um aj styles got locked into an undertaker room um i i'm not sure i think that room has been established as existing before for some reason i don't remember why but also it made me think of uh there's an episode of something where uh they come across a room and Corey graves is sleeping in this really small just office space and there's just a little bed in there um i think it was during the r-truth and carmella 
uh, vacation that they won, having won the the mix match challenge, um, the second season of that. I think that's when we saw that. That's what this room reminded me of. I they might have also come across this room before in their tour. It might have been a separate room that they already knew about. I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and watch that. It would be pretty funny um, if that's the case. That And if it, that is the case, then that's some great continuity. But um, AJ Styles, he's having all these flashbacks, PTSD from the, the Boneyard match. I really like that. Um, I thought it would come back towards the, uh, like, once they got up onto the roof for whatever reason. But that's okay. We got just a little taste of it. And that was still fun. Um, there was uh, a food fight. Everybody was involved in the food fight. Um, I was trying to figure out. So I had to go back and watch again because I was trying to figure out what happened to Shayna. Because Carmella got powerbombed through a table. She was taken out of the match uh, uh, during the food food fight. Uh, Dana Brooks slipped and fell. And like it looked really painful uh, running past a custodian who had been mopping the floors. Um, and then she was out for the rest of that. And uh, she has experience with slippery floors. And um, it's a shame that her, her previous uh, bre- uh, brethren from uh, Titus Worldwide weren't there to help her out. Because uh, uh, Apollo, in the past, he, he like wiped down the entrance ramp to make sure that Titus wouldn't slip and fall like he did at the, the Greatest Royal Rumble. But, um, yeah, she did slip and fall, hit her. It looks like she hit her head. It looked really painful. Like, that slipping and falling on a hard floor like that looks more painful than most things to me. Pers- it, it, it seems more painful than anything else other than, like, jumping 10 feet through a ladder or, or a table or whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I was trying to figure out where did Shayna disappear because Shayna did not appear on the roof at all. The only people, uh, the only women who were on the roof were Nia Jax, um, Asuka, and um, Lacey Evans. Uh, came down to the, the, those three, showdown on the roof, and Asuka won. I was so happy about that. Uh, she almost didn't. Baron Corbin almost screwed it up. He was trying to stop her from winning her thing for some reason. It's like, why? Just let her, like, don't even bother her. Just go and grab it for your, grab yours for yourself. It's fine. Stupid King Corbin. Um, but he did, I, I, he broke a mirror in that first, in the, in that first room so I think all the bad luck was following him starting now and for the next seven years. But um, Asuka wins. And so I was trying to figure out, okay, where, when did we last see Shayna? And at first I thought the last time we saw her, she just mysteriously doesn't show up after a certain point in the food fight. And I thought, oh, maybe, maybe Otis ate her because we hear him say sandwiches off screen. Um uh, right after the last time we see Shayna, when she goes off screen, then we hear him say sandwiches, but maybe Otis thought she's a sandwich and ate her. But she is running with them uh, past the custodian. Um, then in the hallway, she's thrown into a wall and she crumples into a heap. That's the last time that we see her. So I guess Naya doing that was enough to take Shayna out for long enough that she couldn't get to the roof. Uh, to fight 
fight Oscar and the others. Um, so yeah, uh, that was my biggest problem with the match is that why weren't these other three? But going back and watching it, and uh, well, I already knew Carmella was taken out, so I didn't mind that she didn't make it to the roof. But I was like, wait, so Data. Dana and Shayna, mostly Shayna, they're just not there at the top. But going back now, I guess it makes sense. We did, we were shown all those things. Um, it just went by so quick that it's easy to miss. On the men's side, we had AJ Styles and Dana Bryant end up brawling into Vince McMahon's office. That was probably the best part of the whole thing, um, other than the winners winning, uh, the, the winners who won winning. You know what I'm saying? I English well. Um, yeah, uh, Vince, like, get just tell him to get out of here, and then uh, then be very apologetic. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so so sorry, I'm so so sorry, so sorry. <laughs> like a whole, there are a lot of like curb your enthusiasm worthy moments in this, and then uh, before they leave, AJ is like, oh, we should. The chairs. We messed up the chairs. So they go and tuck the chairs in. And then they're outside of the office. Oh, of course, Vincent can't. There's hand washing and there was hand sanitizer use in this match. So that was a good, like, uh, maybe not so much a uh, subliminal message, but uh, a nice little Easter egg. A nice little reminder. Keep your hands clean. Um, there were no masks other than Rey Mysterio's mask, though. Um but then, at, then, like afterwards, like you're 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 such a coward in there. It's like, what are you talking about? You're the one who said to push in the chairs. They're like, oh yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed that. Uh, once they all got to the roof, all the men did make it up to the roof uh, eventually, but uh, two of them were, uh, were 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 murdered by Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin threw. Uh, Alistair Black and Rey Mysterio over the hedges um, off off of the level that they were on. Um, but from the aerial shots, um, I don't think we're meant to, to, to believe that they were thrown off the building entirely uh, because the, the sound effect happens very quickly um, and they had presented that the building was very, very tall. So, uh, and, but we're shown the aerial shots. We see that there's like a lower level of the roof. Um, so I, I think we're meant to understand that and that they were not killed. Hopefully we'll see. <laughs> Both of them are on raw. So we'll get the follow up of that. Um, as far as they're, uh, if they're okay. <laughs> and then the follow up on SmackDown this Friday, if Baron Corbin has been arrested, for attempted murder but um that's how they were taken out daniel bryan was uh, kind of taken out right before the win happened baron corbin aj styles on the ladder they're, they're they're they get the the suitcase off of the hook but they're both have their hands on it uh baron corbin gets taken out he falls off but aj styles he fumbles the briefcase and otis who is standing there on the floor uh, catches it and holds it up. The bell rings. He's announced as the winner. So I think there's like, that's incredible. Um, but I think there's a lot there for Baron Corbin and AJ Styles to contest and say, we want a match to challenge this. We should 
have that champion or have that that contract not we but one of us each of them would be arguing for themselves to be the rightful winner and that would be an excellent excellent point i would say and um maybe we'll see like a triple threat match um maybe this could be a way to get aj back onto smackdown um I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what, what what goes down with all that. But for now, Otis Dozovic, he doesn't have a last name right now, uh, is Mr. Now he does have a last name. Actually, it's it's Mr. Money in the Bank. So he, he, he got his last name back, but it's a different last name. It's Otis Money in the Bank. So I'm excited to see what happens. Um, Asuka absolutely is going to be amazing with the briefcase. I think she's going to just troll everybody for the next year. I hope that's what happens. I don't want her to cash in anytime soon because I think she could be the best just obnoxious, evil, hilarious money-in-the-bank contract holder ever. And I'm super excited for that. Otis, on the other hand, I don't see him being uh, taken seriously by anybody, uh, any of the champions, that is. Uh, Drew McIntyre would probably... Uh, and it would kind of hurt um, everybody if Drew McIntyre is like, yeah, okay. Um, Braun Strowman, I think, it would be fine with uh, kind of right, like making fun of Otis and all that because he's kind of... He's kind of a villain right now anyway i don't i don't i'm not sure i'm not sure if if ray or braun was supposed to be who are you rooting for um and who are supposed to be rooting for moving forward so i think that and and he is on smackdown so it it, it does work uh a lot better than if otis was to switch over plus having otis go over to to, to raw everything that's happening with him is is centered on on smackdown it's kind of ingrained in the current lifeblood of SmackDown, so I don't see him going after Drew McIntyre or Adam Cole at all. And I've been seeing a lot of people saying that before he had said that he would only use it to cash in for the tag team titles, which would be really interesting and different. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what, what happens with all of that. But also, we could have the whole thing with AJ and Corbin contesting the results of this match and we get a rematch we've had a rematch before and they could have another ladder match just in the performance center uh even even just a uh just with the three of them um and that could work i don't know we'll see we'll see so um yeah i really i really enjoyed all this i did not watch um uh one last ride or the last ride or whatever the the part one of the undertaker documentary um that aired after after this i guess it was posted uh earlier in the day it was posted early um to watch on demand but i i did not watch that yet um it seemed like it was gonna be really good but um yeah i decided to get to, uh, get to bed a little bit earlier because at mountain time this this pay-per-view is over at seven thirty, maybe a little bit after seven thirty. which was like wow this i, I this does this this doesn't really happen unless I'm in California for a pay-per-view or, uh, you know, Pacific time. Uh, this is crazy, but, um, it was great. It was kind of the perfect length. 
Um, although I, like I said, I would have allotted, uh, I would give it a, a couple minutes uh, off of the uh, WWE Championship match and uh, added some more hijinks into the into the Money in the Bank. Made it a little bit more clear that Shayna was out of action. Maybe. Also, I did really like that we had a score for most of it, and that was a little bit jarring when commentary came in with uh, Asuka's victory and then later Otis's victory. Those are the only times that we had commentary. The rest of it was scored without any commentary, just a lot of trash talk and all the interactions with everybody, which worked really great for this. Um, And even them, it was jarring, but it made sense um, to have them uh, commentary come on to talk. at the points of victory so yeah there we go um let me know what you thought about money in the bank uh what were your favorite moments or what was your favorite match i mean i think everybody's favorite match has got to be one of the money in the bank matches which were really both the same match but um because we they they intertwined like three times throughout we had them uh at the elevator banks on the second floor and then uh in the food fight paul Heyman was at the food fight i forgot to mention that um and then we also had that little bit of interaction with baron corbin uh almost ruining oscar's victory uh but she ruined his he there he he caught he brought it upon himself he could have won right then too but he's a dummy or he just has really bad luck and then he went and murdered a couple of people. So anyway, um, let me know what your favorite moments, what your favorite matches were, and uh, by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe, healthy, and happy out there in all the infinite multiverses. And I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye.